of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today on the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, continuing in this psalm project, and we are here today arriving at Psalm 19, a psalm of David reflecting on the law of the Lord and its perfection. Uh, This is a psalm that the the text just made a superb setting for a song, Um, and so I had a lot of fun writing this and setting this to music. So hopefully this is something that your heart is able to worship and uh, you really gain something out of it. So Psalm 19, this Psalm praises the Lord for his two great gifts to humanity. Number one, creation and number two, the law. And to use modern terminology, the Psalm speaks of God's general revelation in nature and his special Revelation in Scripture. What I mean by that, general revelation, is uh, what this means is God's world is not a veil that hides the Creator's power and majesty. Uh, You will see that here. The heavens declare the glory of God. Even Haydn, the composer, knew this and set this psalm to music. Uh, You see this. Throughout in the book of Romans, uh, particularly Romans 1 18 through 20. Uh, at the beginning, uh, the first two or three chapters of Romans, you see Paul discussing that uh, nature reveals God and who he is, and so no one is left with excuse. Even those, I'm often asked the question, well, I'll say often, I, every now and then I'm asked the question of what would happen to a person in an indigenous area that can never hear the gospel. Uh, Paul makes it clear that these people are without excuse because even nature proclaims God. Moreover, what people ask usually is what happens to the good man in an indigenous area who has never heard the gospel and doesn't have the opportunity to receive Christ. Well, if there was were such a person as a good man, that person would be okay, but there's not. No one is good. And so this is a psalm that reflects on the law of the Lord and its perfection and his creation declaring who he is. So let's look at it. Let me read beginning in verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their measuring line goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect. Reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. 
The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from the hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my rock, and my redeemer. So let's break this down a little bit. Psalm 19, uh, David writing this. Uh, in verses 1 through 6, uh, this is almost half of the psalm, uh, God is revealed in his creation. But essentially people resist what they see. And Paul makes this clear in Romans 1, 18 through 20. But God is revealed, so no one is without, is without excuse. David says here that the heavens declare the glory of God, and so he uses creation language here in verse 1, and you compare that with Genesis 1, where the word has been translated expanse. And so... Uh, earlier, when I talked about general revelation, this is general revelation. God revealing himself to everyone through nature. Special revelation would be what he has revealed to those who are his people, who are his children. Um, when you talk about uh, general and specific, uh, we get into some theological issues there, which is not the scope of this um, this. Uh, psalm project, but that does exist. Uh, let's move on to verse 2 in chapter 19. It says, day to day, it pours out speech Jesus Christ. And so if you're going to say that the law is only the Torah, then you have to say that the words of Jesus Christ are not the law. And that would be an obvious mistake. So we can refer to the law as the entirety of Scripture, but let's look at this contextually. Usually in the Old Testament, when they are referring to the law, they are referring to the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. In verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect or blameless, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Uh, wisdom is not superior intellectual power. That's not wisdom. Uh, many of us know people who are very intelligent who are not wise. God's word insists reverence for God. That is wisdom. And then we look in verses 12 and 13. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. The psalmist knows that he sins consciously and unconsciously in ignorance of what God requires. And so he prays against both faults. And the result is, he says, I shall be blameless. And this is only by God's grace. 
So I have taken a little bit of liberty with the text here. It, it still presents the general idea, but I have um, given it a meter, which makes it a little more musical and a little more singable. Um, the hymn setting that I've taken here, there are eight stanzas. Uh, the setting is rather short, so you sing every stanza the same. There, you know, there's eight of those short stanzas. Um, and it kind of takes on a, I will, I'll say a Getty flavor. <laughs> you kind of have a, a feel of Keith and Kristen Getty hymn in this case. Uh, and it really, the text just worked out marvelously for this particular psalm. And so, allow your heart to worship through this, Psalm 19. Thank you for listening today to the Active Worship Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.